We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's November 1st. It is 2022. Four basketball games to talk about here today. Nice slate. Four gamer. Um, I mean, it's an interesting slate, too. We have two games that could be pretty fast-paced. I mean, we don't know what Brooklyn's going to look like on the second end of the back-to-back. And then you have Orlando at... OKC, two teams that are in rebuild mode. So very interesting slate joined today from a good buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not too much here. These ugly games between two bad basketball teams are like DFS gold sometimes. So very excited to break down Orlando OKC with you. Like we get turnovers that speed up the game and I don't, there's some offensive, some young offensive talent on each team. So definitely an interesting one there for DFS purposes. Um, if you're like just an NBA fan and you play, didn't play DFS, you probably wouldn't be all that interested. But for us, that's like a, a goldmine game. Definitely interested to get into that one. 
I need to tell some football here real quick on, on Monday night as we record. Like Cleveland is just putting it to Cincinnati right now, and I'm I'm shook. Like I built all my lineups for the opposite outcome with Cincinnati to to kind of come out here and, and put it to Cleveland, but that's not how it's going at all. I told you, like I, I legitly forgot there was a football game, so I'm I'm glad. <laughs> um, I would have built the same way, like, yeah. Um, what a weird game, and like, no Jamar Chase. You know, definitely seems to be having some effect, but I mean, T Higgins doesn't doesn't look okay. Um, so yeah, it'd be be really interesting to see what happens with Cincinnati. Going in, or they'll be back at home against Carolina um, this weekend for week nine. But, yeah, I mean, they don't look the best on offense tonight for sure. And Cleveland has that sneaky good defense, man. We've talked about it for years. Um, they have not shown up at all this year, but they're, they've definitely shown up tonight. They are – they're just shutting down Joe Burrow. He's thrown for 100 yards in almost three full quarters now. Yeah, Miles Garrett has been a problem all game. Uh, he just keeps getting pressure. Um, him being back healthy, and they also got Jadavian Clowney back, so they're starting to get healthier on defense. Like the Browns' defense coming in, their run defense in particular, ranked really poorly, um, last in the league, I believe. Uh, so I was all over Joe Mixon. Uh, Clowney is a, a big difference maker in the run defense, and Garrett putting the pressure on Burrow. They just can't do anything. So it's... It's the NFL. You never know any any given Sunday, right? Or in this case, Monday. But de- definitely didn't expect this outcome. It's been like that a lot this year. You know, game, teams that are supposed to win haven't won. Um, been in a really interesting year in that aspect of things for football. So, listen, it's a four game NBA slate. We can we can talk a little football <laughs> here for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I, I can tell some basketball if you want to tell some basketball. Halliburton, no, who's been yeah, I was gonna crushing, say. just just <laughs> disappeared. Um, the bench like made a huge run, and um, yeah, listen, I have a I have a lot of Duarte in um, season long, so like it doesn't hurt my feelings to ha- see him have like a thirty eight minute game and like finally show up. Um, but man, Halliburton, whew, rough game. Yeah, lots of turnovers and Duarte. Like they, it seemed like they were souring on him a little bit. Um, obviously, he jumped in the starting lineup today with uh, Neesmith being out. And boy, he like same thing happened over the weekend, and he did not do anything with the opportunity. But today in this matchup against Brooklyn, dude just went off. So good for him. I, he's a good player. I, I like him long term. So good to see him get back in the mix. Hopefully, they they continue to work him in. It's like a second-year player, right? Is yep. this his second year? So, like, still some growing pains there. Um, For sure. First-year, second-year, third-year players need minutes. Um, I mean, that's how they're going to get better. You know, look at – And he was like, he was dealing with the injury earlier, too. Like, he got injured last year and missed the, the back half of the season. So, good to see him back and, and performing well. He was a guy that surprised early on in the season last year um, and then dealt with the injury. So – to see him kind of out of the rotation almost at the beginning of this year was a bit surprising, but good to see him get back involved. So much talk around Atlanta, Boston, Miami in the East. I mean, I think we really need to start having the conversation of who matches up with Toronto. Um, If Barnes and Siakam keep playing this well, like 
the the East, the, the Toronto Raptors are a reckon are a force to be reckoned with in the East if they continue to play well like this. Yeah, I mean Siakam has been just amazing. Um, Van Vliet out tonight, and they like Scotty Barnes is legit too. Like, yeah, I agree. There's there's some talent on that team. They beat Atlanta by thirty tonight without Van Vliet. Yeah, like, and Atlanta was fully healthy. So yeah, Atlanta's good. So. Yep. Four NBA games to talk about today's podcast. Hope everyone is enjoying the YouTube streams. You know, if you want to interact with the show while we're live, night before recording the first look podcast, always feel free to come hang out, drop some comments, and try to pay attention to them. I've had to change my like way I record podcasts, and I'm getting used to it finally. So if you want to come hang out during podcasts, feel free. Uh, to leave comments and uh, we'll, we'll always look at them. It's always fun to look at that. So, also, if you haven't checked out Sleeper Fantasy, check them out. I keep saying it. I love what they're doing over there. Their platform is just so incredibly easy to use. Um, morning grind game failed yesterday. So, Keith, we got a little bit of pressure to bounce back. Um, we, we got Siakam right. Uh, it was 39 and a half points, rebound and assists, and uh, he had 49. But Sabonis did not do us any favors in that amazing matchup against Charlotte. Crushed them on the boards, had 16 rebounds, had seven assists, only nine points. Only shot the ball nine times, season low for him. Um, so that didn't work out. Halliburton didn't do his thing. So we got, uh, we got some work to do here on the morning grind game for Sleeper. If you haven't checked them out, 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Use the promo code GRINDERS. That puts you instantly in the Roto-Grinders squad chat as well. And uh, you can copy picks. You can talk in there. Have a good time. So check them out if you haven't already. We get started here with Golden State at Miami, 226.5 total in this game. DiVincenzo and Iguodala out for Golden State. Oladipo, Yurt 7 out for Miami. We look at two of... Two of the better teams in the NBA, um, just in general. Like when we look at the my okay, so I say that Miami has been a middle of the road defensive team. Golden State has struggled defensively. We know that's going to change eventually. Um, they're going to end up being two of the top ten net rating teams in the NBA by the end of the season. Like it's just a matter of time before that happens. So. Um, what are we looking at here for Golden State? Yeah, like Miami is never a team I like to target. Middling defense so far this season. I do think Miami overperformed a little bit last year, but their defense should be pretty legit here. Um, Golden State is always a tough team to figure out. They did rest some guys um, in their last game, so we should be good to go here. I don't I don't know if they play tomorrow or not, um, but that's always a concern when talking about this Golden State team. I don't know. I just, I don't love this matchup. It's only four games, so you probably need a piece or two uh, from this game. But the overall game environment is is not my favorite. I definitely prefer the other three games, um, like Curry and at ninety six hundred with Clay being back. It's just it's harder for him to access the ceiling. He's off to a really good start this year. Um, I just, I don't know if I want to make him a priority spend up on a slate that we have some other guys like Booker is cheaper than him. I would much rather play him. 
um, Durant or Kyrie in that Brooklyn Chicago game. Like Curry's amazing. I just don't know if I love him in this matchup. Um, going down into the like cheaper guys, Wiggins has played really well. His price tag is fine. I don't know how much ceiling there is there, and there's there's some risk that he could like just not show up. Like he he does that from time to time where he just he doesn't score as much. Um, so, I mean, oddly, I think Clay Thompson at 5,500 is in play. The minutes are starting to grow. He played 32 minutes in the, in the last game. Um, he's a guy that you need to be making his shot. He's not going to contribute a ton in the, the rebounds and assist categories, but, but he can certainly put points in the bucket. He's cheap. I'm willing to get some shots there. Jordan Poole at 6,600. Kind of on the fence on that one too, like similar to Clay, like you need him to score a bunch of points. Um, I, I won't be game stacking this one at all. I don't think I'm just looking for the one Golden State guy that can pop here. Um, Draymond is cheap, but not not a guy that I typically like to play very much. Um, the price tag is certainly in the range where he's in play. I guess my overall feelings on Golden State is I'll, I'll probably end up underweight on Curry. Overweight on Clay and Poole, a little bit of Draymond mixed in. Um, yeah, just not a, not a game environment overall that I love. But we we've got a short slate here, so got to find something to work here. Curry does have the highest usage on this team at thirty one and a half percent, averaging one point five fantasy points per minute. Like he is the the ceiling guy still in this on this lineup. Um, tough game. This this seems like a game that you get Curry putting up 25 plus shots, um, put up 59 fantasy points when these two teams played in golden state, 22 shots in that game, 14, three point attempts. He's attempted double digit three points attempts in six of seven games this year. Like he is still, he's still the ceiling play. Um, that game when they played in golden state was 123 to 110, plenty of offense, plenty of scoring. Um, so still a ton of upside in that one. Um, I don't know. Like you said, it's tough. If this wasn't a four-game slate, probably not looking too much into this. Um, Clay Thompson getting the minutes definitely interested him at fifty-five hundred. If he's going to play thirty minutes, thirty-plus minutes, that, that easing him back in thing seems more of like they're going to let him go now um, and, and play. So I'm not too concerned with his minutes situation. Really wish we'd see more minutes from Wiseman because I do think he has some some serious upside, um, but. They are very careful with him right now. So I don't think I want to play Looney, even though he's probably going to play 30 minutes in this game with this matchup. Um, yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really Curry at 96 and Clay at 55. And I mean, I could see Wiggins having a good game. Screams like a good matchup for him where he's going to get a ton of rebounds and stuff. But yeah. That's what I'm looking at. And then on the Miami side, you know, the first time these two teams played, the pace was pushed. Golden State likes to play fast. Um, they're always a team you like to target because they like to play fast. Second fastest pace in the NBA this season. They're not playing great defense at all. I think that will change. I think their defense will get better, um, especially when they start getting in the rotations more with minutes. But until that happens, I think we, we have to have some interest here in Miami. Um you know, looking at this Miami team, I think I think Bam is a fantastic matchup here. I really just don't see 
Looney matching up with well with Bam. Um, I think Jimmy Butler or Hero, one of those two guys, has a good game here. Um, and then you know, trying to find some value maybe with like a, a Max Struss or maybe even like I don't think I want to go Gabe Vincent or any of these other guys. I think Struss or maybe like a Duncan Robinson, but he his minutes have just kind of disappeared this season. So. I think stress off the, you know, is a value play, but I'm really looking at Bam. I think Bam is, I think he's one of the top centers on the slate. We have a lot of great centers on this slate with Gobert, Vooch, Bam, Wendell Carter Jr. Like there's a lot of good center plays today, but I think Bam needs to be in the conversation as a top center today. Yeah, I, I agree with your Bam take. Um, when this season opened up, everybody's like, "Oh, Bam's way underpriced. Like for like he's he's gonna smash his price tag." And he came out of the gates extremely slow. He was really bad the first uh, three or four games. Um, has turned that around here recently. Seventy four hundred. This matchup against Looney, I completely agree. Like Bam is far more athletic than Looney. Seems like Bam should really be able to get off in the spot. Um, definitely like that call. Tyler Hero is, is the other Miami guy that I think I want to play. Butler is great. There's certainly still ceiling there, but we have seen him just kind of yield to Hero as the primary scorer at times. When Hero is getting hot, he can absolutely put up a, a monster score. So the price tag's coming up. He's up to 7,200. We were playing him in the low 6Ks just probably a week ago. Um, but he's in the starting lineup now. Kyle Lowry is not doesn't look like he wants to be a shooter at all. He's just more of the distributor in this offense. Um, so Butler and and Hero are the guys I would look to for the ceiling. And it's Hero for me that that has really shown off the ceiling here recently. So um, b- because he is almost he over two thousand dollars cheaper than Butler, I think that's where I'd be taking my shots here. Cruising along, we have. Chicago at Brooklyn. Back-to-back for Brooklyn. No injury report for them. No total or line out for this game yet. On the Chicago side, a lot of stuff to watch here. Um, ball is out. We know that. Drummond is not going to play as well. AU, Levine, and White are all questionable for this game. That is huge. If if one or even two of these guys sit, whoever plays out of those three um, would be interesting. If, if all three of these guys sit, like – it might be like Goran Dragic, Alex Caruso type of game. But if Levine doesn't play, I think you have to have interest in this matchup for uh, DeMar DeRozan. Whoever plays in this game, I think you have to have some interest in Vooch in this amazing matchup against Brooklyn. This is a spot he can put up 50-plus fantasy points at 7,800. One of the reasons I said center is just so loaded on this slate. So talk to me here about the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, really interesting here. Um, I will note that Brooklyn rested Simmons on Monday night. So Simmons is going to play in this game. I think that the Sword Bulls me. will yeah. – Yeah, I think – yeah, that was just – I mean, it was a, a back-to-back rest situation. Yep. The Bulls and uh, Levine, I feel like they will play Levine in this game against Brooklyn and rest him tomorrow against Charlotte. Um, so I feel like Levine is going to play this one. If Levine is out, it's just jam DeRozan. DeRozan's like a lock for 30 points anytime Levine sits. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Levine's going to play this one and sit out on Wednesday night. Um, 
Desunmo was back at practice, I believe, on Monday. So it feels like he's trending towards playing. That's definitely a truly questionable tag, like an actual injury situation. Um, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see on that one. I have interest in DeRozan and, and Vooch in this matchup either way, even if Levine is in there. And I know the, the Bulls are tough to figure out with three kind of stars, but no superstars. Like they any of them can can have good games. Um Vooch's matchup is is outstanding. Like you mentioned, Brooklyn has struggled against centers. They've been a really poor rebounding team. And Monday night, I actually targeted a lot of the Pacers bigs for that reason. And then they just decided not to rebound. But I think Vucevic could absolutely put up 12 to 15 rebounds in this spot. Just a great, great rebounding spot for him against a smaller Brooklyn team. Um, DeRozan is, is in play for me either way. He's a smash play without Levine. He'll just kind of be a piece that I play if he fits, um, if Levine is in there. The the other guard situation, I think Alex Caruso is really interesting. He's been jumping into the starting lineup whenever Levine or DeSumo has been out. Um, so if Io misses, I think Caruso starts at the point, and I would be interested in him at 4,300. Um, yeah, I mean, th- just the matchup against Brooklyn is, is very interesting. It's a, it's a small slate. The Bulls are always a tough t- team to figure out, but there's certainly upside here. Um, they're a good team overall. One of these guys, at least, is going to have a good game, I'm, and I'm interested in Caruso for value as well. So definitely want to take some shots against Brooklyn, who's just been really bad on the defensive end this season. Yeah, I mean, this is where we're going to potentially get some value on this slate for sure. Wait in, wait like seven thirty lock seven thirty game. So we will have news before this one drops as far as like who's in, who's out. Um, this is one of those ones you're just really going to be adjusting a lot of lineups, not just like one lineup. You're going to be adjusting a lot of lineups um, with this one. So yeah, I mean, if, if Levine is out, DeRozan's like a, a jam them in type of play. If Levine is in there, DeRozan's the guy you might be playing like five or ten percent. Yeah, if AU sits and and White plays, White could be someone that benefits. Caruso could benefit. So, a lot of potential value here. Um, you know, Caruso, forty three hundred. Kobe White, thirty four hundred. Goran Dragic, thirty three hundred. So. Watch the news on this one for sure. Brooklyn, second end of a back-to-back here. Um, I mean, I don't think Kyrie or Durant sit in this one. I'd be shocked. I don't see, like, Durant Durant and um, Kyrie have both already played a back-to-back this season. Um, so... I'm not too I'm not too concerned in this one as far as these guys um, playing the second end of a back-to-back. They don't play again until Friday. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, I think Brooklyn did their rest thing with Simmons against Indiana Monday night in preparation for the Bulls. Who like like Brooklyn should be better than the Bulls, but you never know. They like even last season they ended up in a fight for the bottom seeding in in the conference. Um, the Bulls have a chance to be fighting for playoff seeding. I don't think Indiana is. So it seems pretty clear to me what their plan was, and and it was a smart plan. Rest Simmons on Monday night and go out full force against Chicago. Um, so I expect Simmons back in there. Um, that was a tweet from Shams earlier today is that he, w- he was expected to sit Monday, but he'll play Tuesday. 
Um, I don't foresee them sit resting KD or Kyrie either. So all three should be in there. Um, I like anytime we have this conversation, I always lean to KD over Kyrie. I just, I feel like he has a little bit better ceiling. Um, and the, their price is so close right now that I'll, I'll just go KD. Um, feel better about his consistency. I feel better about his ceiling. Playing them together, I don't know if will be an option on the slate. It depends on how much value opens up, but they are two of the most expensive players on the slate. In fact, they're the the two most expensive players. Um, I, like I'm not scared of the Chicago defense, but I don't know that I can spend I, my, the two highest salaries on the slate on the same team on a four game slate. So I'll probably be choosing between one of KD and Kyrie. I'll have exposure to both, but certainly lean more to KD. The Simmons conversation is is not a fun one, and it's not going to be. Like, the dude is shooting less than 10 times a game. He, he's performing okay in the rebounds and assists category, but the price tag is is at a place that if, if he did decide to take some more shots, like, he could absolutely nuke that price tag. I don't know. I think I need to see it first before I, I chase it. Um I don't know. Be curious. Really curious to get your thoughts on Ben Simmons. I don't know what to do with him. It's not a comfortable play. I know the potential is there for him to smash the price, but I feel like I, I just don't want to chase it. Uh, Nick Claxton had a, another really good game Monday night. Fifty eight hundred. I think he'll he'll be out there quite a bit. Um, could could match up with Vooch a little even. He's a guy that they've been willing to push over 30 minutes. So Claxton is in play, especially on a short slate. I don't really have any interest in the, the Brooklyn value pieces like with them fully healthy. I guess Seth Curry is worth talking about. I don't know what his status will be um, for Tuesday. Was he on the injury report for Tuesday? I don't know if you said that. Who's that? He missed Seth Curry. He missed Monday right. for sure. Brooklyn doesn't have an injury report. Okay. So, yeah, I would definitely keep an eye on Seth Curry's status um like joe harris is clearly on a minutes restriction i don't think they're going to push him i think seth curry would be the same but seth curry is 4700 the guy that can get really hot from three on a four game slate i wouldn't hate the idea deep tournament only obviously but you could take some shots there i suppose if he's active and starting i i would want seth curry starting too it'd be really interesting if curry like ends up sitting, but I could see them sitting Joe Harris and Curry playing. Um, Joe Harris played 29 minutes on Monday night. So I could, I could see them like flip flopping that situation. Um, I don't think Curry gets up to 29 minutes. If, if Joe Harris sits, I think they'd like use Patty Mills maybe for a little bit more minutes. Um, so definitely a situation to watch. Um, I mean, Royce O'Neal continues to play big minutes. Um, I mean, they, they really just stuck with their guns like Durant, O'Neal and Kyrie all played 37 plus minutes on Monday against the Pacers. So it was looking like they were going to get to rest guys. And then Duarte did Duarte things um, <laughs> and that game got close. So he had 30 actual points in that game. So, and, and I could tilt again, Keith, because Brooke Lopez, <laughs> that game, Detroit, Milwaukee stayed super close. Um, I was telling Keith before the show that, I switched at like 645 from Brooke Lopez to Miles Turner. Um, oof, was that ever wrong? So we got Orlando. We got OKC 
in this one. Um, 218 total. The Thunder three-point favorite on the Magic side. Anthony Foltz, Harris, Isaacs out. Suggs questionable, which could be interesting if he if Suggs were to play. Um, and then on the Thunder side, Giddy and Holmgreen are out. Let's start with my Orlando Magic going in to OKC. I mean, it continues to be Banchero. I know he had a bad game last time out against Dallas, but he was eventually going to have a game where he, he didn't shoot 45 to 50%, you know? So um, what are your thoughts here on the Orlando Magic? Man, I was hoping you were going to give me yours first um, because this Suggs situation is interesting. Like if if Anthony is still out and Suggs is out again, uh, we saw Franz play a little bit of point and – he did not have a great game. I played a ton of Franz in that spot. Uh, last game against Dallas, obviously a tough matchup. But, like, he is a very good passer. I thought, like, his assist rate would go way up with him handling the ball a little bit more. The real problem, though, was he shot horribly. He shot 25% from the field. He's not going to do that again. Uh, if Suggs is out again, Franz Wagner is a smash play at 6,500, in my opinion. Like... That's that's a great price with a guy who's going to be handling the ball a ton in a completely different role than we've seen him before. So Franz, I'm extremely interested in. The price tag on Bancaro just it it keeps coming up. There's still a ceiling there. So yeah, you probably play a little bit, but it's it's to the point where now he has to smash in order to pay that off. He's he's 7900. Um I, we did see two games ago against Charlotte where he, he nearly put up the triple-double. So if, if all of the point guards are out again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maybe like he's underpriced here, you could argue, because the, the peripheral stats are going to be so good. Um, I don't know. This is an amazing matchup against Oklahoma City, obviously. I want exposure to Orlando and Oklahoma City. I just I want to game stack the heck out of this. I know that. Um, the the Bancaro price tag is is tough at, the, at when you first look at it. But when you consider the role, if Jalen's out, somebody's going to be running point, handling the ball a lot more, and getting – so more assists than usual. Um, so interested in that situation. And then we saw Bull Bull grab the start last last time they were in this situation. He's 5,700. 
he had a, a, a pretty good game in that situation. I'd be willing to go right back there. Um, and then my deep tournament guy, Mo Bamba, is a guy that I could see playing some a few more minutes. And he's a guy that's a huge permit producer. Value is going to be tough on this slate, I think, unless we get a crazy Bulls situation where they're missing a bunch of guys. But for value plays, it's going to be tough. I don't hate Bamba as a sleeper. I didn't mention Wendell Carter. He's in he's in play, but I think he's just kind of appropriately priced. He could smash Oklahoma City, who's bad against bigs. Um, but yeah, I have a ton of interest in this Orlando side. Uh, you tell me what you think about like I I want to know your thoughts on the point guard situation. Like, does if Suggs is out again, does Franz run it? Does Ben Carroll run it? Like, there's some upside there for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's tough. Um, I think it's kind of a mix between Franz and Banchero. Um, I mean, like, if Suggs sits again, you're getting Banchero with the ball in his hands a ton at a power forward position where he's really playing like ball handler, man. Um, so uh, if, if Suggs yeah, sits... It's that point forward position. We just saw it with Scotty Barnes doing the same thing for Toronto. Yeah. Like, that's... That's so valuable. A guy that produces already in in an off-ball role now put the ball in his hands for half the game. There's there's crazy upside on somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, the upside is massive. Um, so he's my favorite play. You mentioned my um, Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day. Um, well, boy, he's oh, boy, mine, oh. so you can't have. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm going even yeah. more off the board than that. We're good. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> oh, boy, oh, man. Like, the magic – they love this dude. Like he has earned minutes and he is everything they wanted Mo Bamba to be. <laughs> so um yeah, I'm I'm concerned about Mo Bamba's minutes and I'm just concerned about his production in general because I really do think they they kind of shifted the guard here. Um you know, eventually Jonathan Isaac is gonna get back and he's gonna be good to go. Um and He's he's just an extreme athlete, and he's very good. So we'll see how it all kind of ends up when that happens. But I don't think they're going to change Boyle Boyle. Um, it's crazy. But, yeah, he's my he's, – <laughs> you'll hear him later in the morning grind game. But, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I don't mind Franz. Banchero is my favorite play from, from this game, um, from this team. He's just – his ceiling is 50-plus. Is which is okay on a four game slate and shout out to Richie Smalls in YouTube chat wants to know six too many for this game. It's a four game slate. I still think I'd max it out at five. What are your thoughts on that? It's a smaller slate, but I, I still think there's enough value in some other games where I think maxing it out as like a three, two is where I would end up. I'd probably end up more on a two, two in this game. Yeah, like it definitely depends on value because Orlando isn't necessarily like they're not cheap. Like they're all underpriced, I would say. But like like Franz is probably my favorite play at sixty five hundred. Bancaro is the guy with the upside I really want. Unless you're going Bamba over Bull Bull, that gets like not expensive, but like you're I'm sure you're trying to pay up for a stud. Even like even if you're game stacking this game with SGA on the other side, you still want another stud from one of the other games in your lineup. I, I think six is too many. Um, 
like we, I, the, I love the grossness of this game, and I think there's going to be a lot of points put up from from some random spots. But S- SGA being on the other side kind of makes this more expensive than just like a dirt cheap, like I almost want to call it like a vomit stack. Uh, it's really not that. Uh, it's four games, and we have not a ton of value at this point. So unless a ton of value opens up, I think I think that would be too much exposure to this game for me. Six would be. I think five is okay. I agree that like four is the ideal number, I think. Yeah, I think four is the ideal number. Um, this game has the lowest total on the slate. You got to respect that a little bit too. I think there's a lot of fantasy goodness because the production comes from a few players on each team. Uh, let's talk I, about the Thunder. I do want to – like if Suggs were to end up playing, though, I have far less in, interest in this Orlando side. The the p- part of the Orlando side that I'm interested outside of the big situation is the point guard situation. If Suggs plays, I you might just play Suggs. I don't know. I like. I think that takes away some upside. Like Franz is definitely not my favorite play in that situation. So Suggs questionable is definitely news I am monitoring for this this game. Love love the game environment overall, but Suggs playing would matter a lot for me. Yeah, they play Golden State in Orlando on Thursday, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, the Thunder the Thunder side of this game, I don't think SGA will have the ownership that. Other studs, Curry, Kyrie, Durant, Booker, Towns, DeRozan have on this slate just in general. Butler, I think SGA has the highest, one of the highest ceilings on the slate. Um, You know, obviously Curry and Durant and Kyrie, they can get hot, but still getting this guy. I mean, he's already, he's already put up over 28 points in four or five games. Points, not fantasy points, points. Magic don't play defense, man. Um, I'm a Magic fan. Like, they are 26 in defensive rating um, or net rating right now, and like bottom of the bottom 10 in, in defensive rating. So, like, I I have a ton of interest in SGA in this game, especially already knowing like Basley's not going to play again or Giddy Giddy's not going to play again. So, ton of interest in SGA. I have a ton of interest in. Excuse me. Um, Dort as well. His minutes are through the roof right now. If this game stays close, they've already showed us that. Like, if he if the game stays close, he'll get thirty five plus minutes. He's fifty six hundred. Um, we don't have a ton of value yet on this slate, so yeah. I mean, I don't mind him. Outside of that, I mean, you can get into looking at a guy like Baisley um, in games that stay close, and he's playing well. He can do well. Jalen Williams had a insane game the yeah. other night. Um, you know, coming back from what was the eye injury or something like that, played 27 yep. minutes against Dallas. He's 3,900. Depending on the Chicago value, um, I, I think we could see a lot of ownership on Williams in this game. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Jalen Williams just because I wanted to talk about him for sure. Um, he did not start in the, in his, in this game. Um, he did end up with 27 minutes. Like, before we're talking about Thunder guys, like Trey Mann shoots a lot, but he doesn't have the best shot. Like his, his percentage is way down. Wiggins is a guy that has played a lot of minutes for them in the past, but he doesn't produce very much per minute. Um, Jalen Williams at 3,900, I think it currently as we sit is the best value play on the slate. Um, so that does help the game stack here. 
and like the Thunder side of this, you play play SGA and Williams together, and that that seems pretty reasonably as far as how much salary you're alloc- allocating to this Thunder team total. Um, so definitely love the Williams call. SGA agree with you has a ton of upside here. Um, Orlando doesn't play defense. SGA can literally do everything for this team. Um, I, and again, like a lot of times you play SGA just hoping that he goes off so that the game stays close. Shouldn't really have to worry about it in this game. Like we, we have two bad teams here, um, which is part of why we like the game environment so much. It's a close game. I, I love SGA. Um, I talk about the other two who I think have some upside, but have been very inconsistent are Trey Mann and Aaron Wiggins. Like, I don't know. They're they're not minimum price like Jalen Williams is. Um, they're in like Wiggins is forty four hundred. Man is fifty three hundred. I'd much rather save the money and go down to Jalen Williams. You you shut it out, Dort. I like that as far as a guy who could produce in this mid range. I think Dort is safer uh, than Trey Man or or Wiggins. So SGA definitely the top target here. Jalen Williams to save some money. Absolutely love that as as the thunder of this stack. Um, mix in some Dort, and I, I don't hate it in large field if you want to try Trey Man or even Aaron Wiggins. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we finish it out with Minnesota at Phoenix. Two-hour gap between this game and the OKC game. Um, 228.5 total in this one. Phoenix, five-point favorites. Uh, Anderson and McLaughlin, questionable for Minnesota. Aiton and Wainwright ruled out. Craig, questionable for Phoenix. Start here with Minnesota. Um, man, it's such a good basketball team, you know. Just so much talent on this team with Towns, Gobert, Edwards, Russell. Four-game slate, raw points matter. Pricing is tough, and none of these guys are valuable right now um, or have value, in my opinion. I think if you're playing like the price game, it's tough not to have a little interest in Gobert, but center is so loaded on this slate. Like, What are your thoughts here when it comes to Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota is is tough at this point because like even they're still working on how exactly they're going to distribute usage and minutes and everything between let's just go bear just having two centers like actual centers in Gobert and Towns, um, and then you have Russell and Edwards as well on this team who need usage. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough fit while they try to figure this out. I think by the end of the season they're going to be a pretty efficient unit and they're going to be a a strong team going into the playoffs. I don't know that they're there yet. They're still working on building the chemistry and figuring it out. So I think I would lean to the guys that can just get hot shooting. Um, I, and I guess that's three of the four, but Towns is the most expensive. So I, I'd rule him out right away. I definitely want to want to pay up for like a Durant or a Booker on the other side more than I want to pay for Towns. 
I think Russell at 7K might be my my lean right now just to save the money. I, Edwards has the ceiling. I, I certainly would never rule him out. Um, always in play. I, I think I lean the the two the two smaller guys over over Towns and Gobert. Like I think the the center situation is more volatile. Like Russell and, and Edwards are going to get theirs, and it feels like they're just going to ride the hot hand. Whoever gets hot shooting is just going to put up a big score. So I don't mind exposure to them. I even on a four game slate, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't play more than two of these guys together and I'll have to play with some lineup builds, but I, I might just say, give me one of these guys and, and not any more than that. Like I don't want to stack them up. They're all, they're all pricey. Um, and it feels like only one of them can hit a ceiling at a time at this point. <sighs> yeah. Uh, there's like, there's just no, no one like jumps off the page to me in Minnesota without any injury news. Like, I think like if you're playing multiple lineups, you're just kind of rotating these guys. Like, <laughs> I know yep. that sounds terrible, but I mean, trying to figure out, like, I think Towns would be my favorite. Gobert's solid. I think Towns being power forward eligible with so many good center plays on this slate, I lean more towards Towns. So, that's not saying much. Um, Phoenix side of this game, I mean, we knew that Minnesota's defense is going to change when Gobert came on this team. You have two of the top five defensive teams in the league, and you have number number one and number nine in net rating. Um, both teams just so efficient on both sides of the ball. Um, what are your thoughts here on the on the Phoenix side? Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Ayton is still out, so I am interested, despite the tough matchup in Minnesota. Um, Four-game slate, I think Devin Booker is a phenomenal play. You, we've seen his usage rise in the past with DeAndre Ayton. Like, the Suns, when Ayton is in there, a lot of times their first entry, like their first move on offense will be to enter it into the post with Ayton. With Ayton out of there, they're like they're not designing post moves or post-ups for Bismack Biombo or – Jock Landale, whoever's in there. So it's Devin Booker's offense. Like he has crazy upside in the spot. Um, I love Booker. Chris Paul just he's he doesn't shoot enough for me. There, there's a ceiling there too, because he can put up like 15 assists and grab some rebounds to go along with that. But pretty much just Devin Booker. Um Bridges is a guy that we've seen pop a little bit without Aiton. Like he like when Aiton is out, they do need somebody else to score, and Paul isn't exactly willing to take that on at this point. He's he's more of a distributor. Um, so Bridges is, is kind of that secondary piece I would take a look at. The price has come up on him a little bit. Um, Cam Johnson, kind of the same type of play. I, I think I would rather spend the Bridges than go to Cam. Um, Biombo is, is in play, but we've talked about the centers and – how many of them we like. Um, he's also no longer cheap um, because Aiton has been out the last few games. He's, he's actually had some production. He's up to 1500 I don't love that price tag, especially in this matchup against Gobert. I don't know. It's it's Devin Booker is, is the primary target, the guy I know I want. The rest are just kind of secondary pieces. Like even Landale is, is 5K. If Landale was 4K and he was going to see 25 minutes off the bench, like he's a guy who can produce huge per minute. I'd be interested, but that 5K is a tough ask for this. Um, 
I, Devin Booker, is, that's what I want. And I know the, the rest is just kind of, I'm only playing them because it's a four-game slate. Yeah, I was quickly trying to pull up FanDuel and see what Landell, like they're, they're sometimes a lot slower to adjust pricing. Um, he's 4,800 over there. I mean, sites, sites are getting it right. I think I would definitely, um, I just don't see playing him on FanDuel at 4,800 because he's center only. And there's so many good center plays on this slate that are center only. Like, Luckily, like Fandle, you can play Bam at the power forward as well. So, like, with Towns, as, you know, being a power forward eligible. But I would prefer paying the extra 1000 for Boyo Boyo before I would play um, Jock Landell. Um, or just play Bismack Biombo for, like, $200 more um, than Landell. So, I don't love the matchup. I, I think I think this is a tough matchup for those big guys against the Minnesota Bigs. I think this is a game Devin Booker and Chris Paul – show up and have big games. Um, I think that's how they win this game. So um, if I'm looking at Phoenix, I'm looking at those two guys. I could see a wing, like maybe uh, Bridges, like getting a few extra shot attempts in this game. And like on the way to like Chris Paul having like a, you know, 10 assists plus game, um, you know, Bridges shooting the ball well, Booker shooting the ball well type game. So. All right, four-game slate, morning grind game, and then uh, get out of here. Favorite play under 5,000 DK scoring pricing um, to go 7X. Who's your chief play today? Yeah, this is Jalen Williams from OKC. I hope he doesn't start again so it deflates his ownership a little bit, but, I mean, I they have to love what they saw out of him last game. Um, if he plays upper 20s minutes again, he's a smash at 3,900. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, he was he was someone that I had written down for this. It's so hard to do this night before without like any kind of injury news. Um, if one or two guys gets ruled out for Chicago, this is Caruso for me for sure. Yeah. Not knowing what's going to happen with um, with that whole situation makes this tough. Um, I don't know. I, I really. I struggle. I struggle with this one today. Um, I guess I guess I'll go Terrence Ross. Oof! <laughs> I liked your Caruso call a lot better. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, Caruso, number one choice. <laughs> yeah. But if everybody like, plays for Chicago, oh. I just yeah. Yeah, if if Io and Levine are in there, you can't do it, obviously. But what just one of those guys being out, I think Caruso's absolutely in play for sure. Yeah, because that is like you know the situation with like Joe Harris and Seth Curry playing Joe Harris sit. Like it's yeah. tough. Like you yep. took the layup. I mean, I'm not yeah, I did. Call you out. <laughs> you took the you took the easy one today. So. On a four-game slate, there's not like three or four easy ones. Like for for what it's worth, I I did have like Caruso was as I was going through the games. Caruso was the name I had written down until I got to Jalen Williams. So, that, like I I definitely agree. And even like he's going to play minutes even if Io and Levine are in there. So he could still hit some threes, rack up a couple assists. Like he's still in play at 4,300 even if Chicago plays everybody. Seven X is Terrence, probably out of the question. The but. Terrence Ross thing is like. 
if he shoots the ball well, he can get 7x. And I don't think there's many other guys that are going to get 7x. But he's going to yeah. do it once every, like, two or three weeks. So, And he's not been shooting the ball well recently. Over 8,000 to go under 5K. Who's your bust today? Uh, I'm going to go Kyrie. I just I prefer Durant pretty much every time I'm targeting a Brooklyn game. Um, I don't know. I, it's not – I think it's a, a pretty much a, an average matchup against Chicago. I just get, like with KD and Kyrie on the same team, I don't want to play them both together on this slate. We just talked about in our last section, how little value there is. So I'm not playing two studs from the same team together. I'll go overweight on Durant and just hope that Kyrie busts at 9,700. When you go to the flip side, I'm going to say Kevin Durant. Um, All right. <laughs> I think Simmons plays. <coughs> I think this game goes under, assuming the total is pretty high. I'm choking on my own spit. Hang in there, buddy. If you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching live, you just watch my eyes just go um, super watery there. Um, this would be something I usually would edit out, but, <laughs> but not anymore. Um, the benefits man. of being live on YouTube, man. <laughs> anyway, um, what I was saying was, I think this game slows down. Brooklyn's on the second end of a back-to-back. I could see KD going 45-50 to 50, um, and having a really solid game here. But with Simmons back, KD playing just so many minutes um, every single night. Tough matchup against Butler. I mean, you have to take someone in this game. That's what, that's what makes this game fun. So, I like SGA. I like Booker. I like Curry. I like Towns and then DeRozan if those guys are out. I just like all those guys more than I like Duran and Kyrie. Um, so I don't think I end up on either one of those guys. I might, probably don't even end up on Curry a lot either. So Favorite uh, 6X play today. Who you got going 6X today? So Franz Wagner is, is who I'm going to say here. Um, 25% from the field in his last game. Like He's going to shoot better than that. If he handles the ball a little bit more in this game, outstanding matchup against OKC here. Give me Franz. Um, I'm going Bam. Center is loaded today. Don't get me wrong, but I just, he just there's no one on that Golden State that's going to stop this dude. Uh, if they if they feed him the basketball in this game and he gets. 13 to 15 shots, I think he can put up 50-plus fantasy points. So I'm going to go ban in this spot. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, you kind of already talked about yours. I'm thinking along the same lines here, um, but I'm going with the super cheap guy. Mo Bamba, he's probably not going to play a ton, but he can produce huge in a short amount of time. OKC struggles against bigs. We're both targeting this spot for, for Orlando. Um, Bamba being 3,500, just give me 20 minutes, and and I think he can smash. For what it's worth, if I was going to play a cheap Magic player, I'd play um, Chum Okiki. Okiki? Yeah, Okiki. Um, for, I mean, for what it's worth. Like, if I was going to – I just – Mo Bamba just hasn't done it. He's had years now to do it, and he just hasn't done it. Um, Okiki was a first-round draft pick two or three years ago, missed the season for injuries. They 
I mean, they bumped his minutes up here recently. He's one of the high usage guys off the bench with some people out. Um, so just saying, just throwing that out there. We didn't really talk about him um, when we were so talking if, about that if game. If Bull Bull gets into foul trouble, who who benefits from that? I mean, that that's kind of what I'm playing for. Like if Bull gets okay. a, like four yeah. fouls in the first half and has to sit a bunch, like Bamba could – like he's played 17 minutes the last two games. So it's not like he doesn't have a role at all. Give me an extra three, four minutes out of him. He's super cheap. It, if it was a four-game slate, there's no chance I'd be considering this, but I'm willing to take a shot or two. Uh, it was more bringing up Okiki because we didn't bring him up when we were talking yeah. about the Magic, um, and he has been playing solid minutes here recently. So it really is going to – like the whole Magic game depends on Jalen Suggs if he yeah. plays or not. Definitely. Um, mine is Boya Boya. I, I mean, we'll see if he's – chalky or not um i think if if suggs comes back and he comes off the bench we'll see less ownership you know but we'll see man this guy he's 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 earned the he's earned the minutes with the magic and um they have a they have a ton of interest in him in, in general here so uh any any bets standing out to you here night before um so golden state is underdogs going to miami i just I don't think Miami's as good as they were last year. Um, I know Golden State has had their struggles to begin the year as well, but I, I think Golden State's the better team. Traveling across the country is is never uh, never fun, um, but I'll take a shot on Golden State plus one going into Miami. Quickly pulling up and seeing if any website has line for this okay so FanDuel has nets minus two and a half love the bulls plus two and a half in that game and they have it at 233 and a half i like the under of that game so um there's not a ton out on sleeper today right now um so we might have to might have to look at it tomorrow, and maybe I have to tweet something out because they have they have some lines up for the Miami game. I, I like the the Bam over thirty and a half points, rebound, and assist, but I was struggling to find like a, a pairing with it. Um, did you did you happen to look and see if there was anything that you liked? Um, is the Phoenix game up yet? It is. What's Booker's points at? I'm tar- anything like twenty six and a half. And a half. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Um, if it was 26 and a half, I love the over on that. I do like the over on 28 and a half. I, w- I don't know if it's a smash immediately. Um, like, he's been really good. He's, he, he gets more usage when Aiton is out. Dude's been averaging almost 30 points a game. Uh, that was my initial lean is Devin Booker over on points. Um, I was hoping it came out at 26 and a half, though. Yeah, um... Listen, we're gonna roll with it. We're gonna we're gonna roll with it. I'm gonna go bam over 30 and a half points, rebound and assists, and Booker over 28 and a half points. Three X, laying it down, and um playing it. There you go. What about Chris Paul assists? Is he at nine and a half? Um, I don't think they had his assist up yet. I already put this in though, so that's what we're rolling with. So <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. I, I, I would like Chris Paul over nine and a half assists if that's what it opens at. 
It is ten and a half. Yeah, that's. So we'll go with Bam and Booker. And I, yeah, I love Booker. Here. This is a great spot. Like I talked about, the usage goes up when Aiton is out. Um, the offense is absolutely going to run through him. I, I bet this the other day, and he didn't hit because he he just had a little bit of a cold night. Um, but like I said, he he's been scorching hot all season. Like this is a, an important game against Minnesota. Like they're expected to challenge in the West, and obviously Phoenix coming off a one seed last year, trying to repeat that. Like he's going to be out there for thirty six minutes at least, probably. There you go. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday, November 1st. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you again on Wednesday.